Internets, I got to put you on to something, okay? You know how much I love Goodfellas. You know how much I love Donnie Brasco, Bronx Tale, okay? Casino. And more importantly, you know how much I love The Sopranos. Well, I'm super excited to announce something that you need to be at, okay? I don't care if you if you live in London, you better book your flight. If you live in Moscow, you better book your flight. Okay, just don't take spirit, okay? Because uh, it's not good. They charge you to breathe. Internets, I present to you Sopranos Con. That's right. Sopranos Con, November 23rd and 24th at the Meadowlands Exposition Center. That's November 23rd and 24th. Sopranos Con is going down. Over 40 cast members, okay? Uncle Junior? Yeah, he'll be there. Paulie Walnuts? Yes, sir. Johnny Sack? Mm-hmm. Big Pussy? Furio? Man, even Piomai. Know the horse? Yeah. Piomai is still alive, and it will be there. Internets, go to SopranosCon.com right now. Check them out for more info for tickets. I'm going to be there, okay? I'm doing a show from there. I'm doing a panel. There's going to be a bunch of people in the building. It's going to be, listen, you know what they're also going to have? Tony Soprano's Escalade. Yes, that'll be there. The car that Silvio got shot in, you know, with all the bullets in it, the great car. Oh, yeah, that'll be there. Internet's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a fucking movie, man. One of the greatest TV shows ever, Sopranos, celebrating almost 21 years, you know, pretty soon. Sopranos Con, come there. Come check me, Okay. Come hang with me. Come hang with all the good fellas. SopranosCon.com, November 23rd, November 24th. Be there. Cheer. Microphone, Microphone checker. checker. Before we get to this week's episode, man, Internet, let me tell you something. I want to give you a shout. I've been traveling and moving around, and I always try to make sure I could check in with you guys and get on the beginning of an episode and talk to you and let you know what's going on. You know, sometimes I want to be Pastor Pete. Sometimes I just want to update you what I got going on in my life. I know you just heard Sopranos Con is coming. I'm excited about that. You know, I'm just chilling with my family, working on a bunch of projects. Um, I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited for a lot of things. More importantly, just to check in with everybody, let them know what's going on. Internets, you know when I tell you, open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app. At Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show. You know I love it when you check the fuck in. Let me know who you listen to. I love when Chicago checks in, Detroit, um, always international. I've seen Italy. You know, i see Nova Scotia, okay? Man, Benson, you never know who the fuck is going to be checking in, but people worldwide are on the check-in, and I appreciate them, okay? And before we get to this week's episode, you know, sometimes I'm Pastor Pete uh, on Instagram and Twitter, at Premium Pete. I want to leave you with something, man. You know, I always like to tell you what I got going on or give you a uh, something to keep your day going. The other day I put in, it costs $0 to keep it real. And who doesn't like free shit? Okay? Now, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. It costs $0 to keep it real. And who doesn't like free shit? Internet, let me tell you something. Surround yourself, okay? Surround yourself with people who will always keep it real with you. Those are the people you want to surround yourself with. Now, let me tell you something, man. This week's episode, okay, actually, you know what? Before I even say that, make sure you rate, subscribe, and tell a friend to tell a friend, okay? Suggest an episode that you like. Dig in the catalog, man. You know, we got everybody from Ice-T to fucking the founder of Venmo, okay? If you know an episode that is good for somebody, a producer, an entrepreneur, whoever, send it to them. But also, don't forget to rate. Leave a comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend and dig in the catalog. Now, here we go. Something very special, okay? Little Brother is back. 
And, you know, I was very honored when they reached out to me and wanted to come and sit down. Me, A. King, Fonte, Rapper Big Poo, unfiltered, okay? There's a couple of, uh, you know, stops they made and you want them to push what they're doing. But I promise you this is the only Little Brother episode you need to listen to. Very unfiltered, very powerful. Um, it's just good to hear the, you know, the good brothers back. Combat loved them so much. And, it, man, I don't, you know what? I don't even need to say anything anymore, okay? Antoinette, I present to you the Little Brother episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up one time. Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Yes, indeed. Internet, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Man, this is a very special episode for so many reasons. Uh, one, mainly because um, our brother, Combat Jack, Reggio say, rest in peace. I know, you know, we, we did episodes with rapper Big Pooh uh, and Combat did one with Fonte separately. Um, pause. They never did them both together. <laughs> I know it's something that King. I know it's something that, that he. Was o- thirsty pause, bro. That was a little thirsty. <laughs> thirsty but I feel like thirsty. I feel like he would appreciate that. You know, I always think of what Combat would say, meaning like about how there's two, two artists, two acts that really revived his career after he left the whole wall game and and was like, yo, is this hip hop shit dead? And that was uh, MF Doom and Little Brother. Facts. And, and and this is something that he continuously said. And, and and obviously, he's in one of the tracks, shouted out. I mean, these guys are back in action. I can't even believe it. Fonte, uh, rapper, rapper Big Poo, <laughs> Little Brother is little in the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank y'all for having us. This is, this is, uh, Thank you, man. This is, this is crazy. This is big. And, um, when, I, when I was on uh, last time, you know, me and King, we were talking, yeah. you know, one of the last times, the last time I actually saw Reg, it was in North Carolina. It was in Durham. And we were doing, um, we were doing, it was the Article Festival, which was like in 2017, I think, 16? I can't remember. I think it was 17. But anyway, uh, we were, we were, we saw him there and Just was doing a beat set. Okay. He was just playing, you know, beats and he was DJing, whatever. And I just came up and just spit a rhyme, you know what I'm mm. saying? And uh, just, you know, spit a rhyme, that was it. That's what we uh, do here. Yeah, man. I just got up, spit, and that was, you know, spit with Just. And so Combat was there and I saw him. And he was like, oh, you killed that shit. And he gave me a hug. And he was like, yo, man, I love you, man. Just thank you for saving my life. You don't understand, like, what mm. you did. And I was like, yo, I love you too, bro. Like, for real, thank you. And and that was it. And that was the last time I saw him, man. That was the last time we saw each other. And that was just a thought that stayed with me all through the making of this album. Just because you we're at a point in life where you never know when is the last time you're going to see somebody. You never know how divergent your paths are going to be even if you're working in the same industry even if y'all your peers or whatever you just never know and you know man that was just something you know we call the album made a little watch it was just really a thing of you know with me and Pooh and just kind of chronicling our journey this may be the last time we get to do this Mm. you never know so if this is the last time you know i hope 
that the Lord is a, it's a, it's an issue of, of, of good tidings. Like, listen, if this is our last time seeing each other or doing this or whatever, mm. you know, I wish you well. May the Lord watch over you and your family and, you know, blessings. I send love to you. And, um, you know, man, combat was just one of those dudes who just really embodied the best of what this industry had to offer. And it was really rare that you would meet someone like that who just genuinely had pure, just love and just, just Joy. exuberance. Yeah. Just, yeah. just emanating from him. You know what I mean? And, uh, losing him was something that, uh, I, I mean, I, I think about every day, you know, it just, even, even after we saw each other when the, when he got diagnosed and we would just text and stuff and, you know, he was going through his divorce and all that. And right. I would just, we would just shout each other out. And I would just say, yo man, like if you ever need to rap, Cause I've been through a divorce. Sure, well. sure, sure. And I was like, bro, if you ever need to rap, I said, man, anytime, day or night, same king, yeah, same yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that, Yo. That, that episode we did, if you, I don't know if you remember this part. Yes, but, I remember. Um, so <laughs> the, our routine is to prepare notes and we'll print them out and shit like that. We started just talking and flowing. And he looked at me, and we looked. I looked at him, and he kind of like just put that shit aside. <laughs> All right. And we started having man talk. Yes. And it was like, okay, this is not gonna be. Hey, so who was the producer on that track? Nah, 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 this nah. is some life shit. It was, life. Shit. It was yeah. a little brother album. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Yeah. It was life. So, uh, yeah. so nah, man. So I, I just say all that to say just to be in this space and to be in a continuation of that. You know what I mean? I, I really feel like it's fulfilling the promise. And yep. uh, just for me and my brother to be here together in this space, man, I, I don't take that lightly. Yeah. Man. So thank you for having me. That's dope. That's dope. I love hearing that. Pooh, you know, before we started, you were talking about the last time you seen him. Yeah. Where, where was he? In North Carolina. <laughs> it was in Charlotte. He was doing the um, he was mogul. doing the mogul, yeah. the mogul, the Chris Lighty mogul episodes, and he had to come down to North Carolina to speak to to Chris's oh, I think family. Chris's mom. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, 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 his mom. His mom was there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah. I saw on Twitter he was saying he was in he was in Charlotte, and I was like, I was like, he was like, um, I hit him. I said, Yo, man, like this is where I live at now. Like you, you know you. You going to get something to eat? Like he was like, yeah, man, I'll just probably go to the hotel. You know, go to the restaurant, the hotel. I was like, you ain't going to no motherfucking yeah, restaurant, yeah, yeah. the hotel, man. So <laughs> I was like, real food. yeah, I was like, yo, I'm gonna come pick you up. What hotel you at? I'm on my way. So I picked him and um, the producer that was with him. Picked him up, took him to one of my favorite restaurants, a barbecue joint, and we just sat and broke bread for like we was in there for like an hour, maybe two hours, wow. just just talking, just talk about life, just. Talk about we wouldn't even talk about music. We were just mm. talking about life, breaking bread, man. And it was it was like, yo, man, I'm glad I happened to be on Twitter, and I saw that because I didn't want you to come down here sure. and not see a face sure. that that you knew. And um and that that was the last time I I saw him and spoke to him was then. And then shortly after, I found out about the diagnosis and stuff. And I was just like, man, I'm glad I got that time. That the last time I saw him, spoke to him wasn't the show. Like it, it wasn't was, on no industry. It, it wasn't on sure, no industry. Sure, sure. It was. It was something. It was something personal. Something like, and we shared that. And I and I always said it, man. He's always been an advocate sure. of ours, whether together, yep. solo, always. Sure. always, man. And he always had the good word. He always had the good, the gems, the knowledge, man. And and I always appreciated it. So it when Tay let me hear the bar where he where he said combat name, and he was like, "Yo, I want you to repeat this bar." I was like, "Yes, thank you." I I I. This feels right with both of us. Yeah, we both got to say this and like drop the beat out. Anti-inflammatory medicinal bar, special edition of pause for combat. Hey, gone the niggas we lost. My man was heavy on my mind, so I gave him Yes, like, you know. So you know what time it is, so. You know, you spoke about giving combat a shout on that track on the new project. And you also spoke about somebody else. 
Yeah, you said you gave a track. Yeah, man, yeah, Darian, Darian Darian Hager. Hager. Yeah, uh, Darian Hager. He was um he was a guy from Durham. Uh, he he worked he worked he worked at Marriott. He did some security for Ninth. He did some security in clubs. But I've known him since our college days. And Darren, he was a big dude. He was Darren a big was like dude. Six, he was like six six. six. Like yeah. he was a big dude. But like the coolest, like coolest gentle giant. Like the mm, coolest dude mm. ever. And he used to. And I remember the first time I had reconnected with him. He was like, "Yo, man, uh, you got you got somebody taking care of your hotels." I was like, "What you mean, like a travel agent?" He was like, "Nah, man." Holla at me later. I got you. <laughs> and it this went on for a few years where like he would give me his discount. So I was standing at them fly Marriott for like fifty dollars. But more than that, like Darren was a guy who would he would hit me randomly. He would just text me randomly, like, yo, Pooh, I'm still telling everybody I wrote your raps. Yo, Pooh, <laughs> when little brother getting back together. I'm gonna keep bugging you until I had like so he would just hit me randomly and we would have conversations and Damn. like even though he wasn't the reason why we came back together, I just feel like his spirit still was was there because he always he had his own relationship with both of us, but he always kept in touch with both of us. And we all and the sad thing was that you know he also we also lost him. He had colon cancer. Yep, he, he passed. Was it twenty seven? Was it last year or was twenty eight? Was it 2018? No, I think it was seventeen because yeah. he because he came. I had a show. I was opening for Brand Nubian. Mm. And I hadn't seen him like we would talk, but I hadn't seen him. And he came to the show before I went on, and he was like, and I was looking, I was like, damn man, you you out here losing weight, like because because I nobody knew. And he was like, yo, I wanted to come and tell you face to face, like you know, I got stage four colon cancer, you know, I'm fighting oh, it, shit. but yeah. I wanted I wanted you to hear it from me face to face because he didn't even stay for the show, like he left, <laughs> he left before I even went on stage, and it was just like I was just like, yo, like. Like, I appreciated him for telling me. And, you know, I checked up on him every once in a while. And it was just it was one of them things, man. I Once again, I'm glad that, one, he came and told me, like, that I didn't end up hearing it on the Internet. But he came and told me. And I'm glad that he did tell me because I was able to talk to him a little bit more and let him know sure, how, sure. how, how I felt about him, you know, before he passed away. Sure. It's important to uh, let people. I think uh, sometimes we live in a world where. People wait until someone passes away to tell them how much they care about them or spend time with them. Yeah, you gotta give brothers their flowers, man. Yeah, give brothers yeah. their flowers. We we know. need to continue that narrative. You know oh what yeah, I mean? yeah, like that. That definitely between him and, and combat that changed how you know I treat you know my my brothers that you know I communicate with. Like uh, my man George Foster, he's playing the NFL. He told me one time. He said, "Man, when I think about somebody, mm. I text them." Mm. He said, I reach out and just see how they doing. Yeah. And so I started that same practice. Like, when I think about you, I contact you mm. just to see how you're doing. I like that. Yeah. And, and, and another thing Tay and I started doing that we just started doing, like, now when and we all part. All the years we've known each other. Yeah, just, all the years. We just started doing it. <laughs> when we part each other's company, we let each other know we love them. Mm. And how proud we are of, of each other. Just in that. And we just, I don't care if we just did a show, a uh, 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 I just saw him at a cookout Or we ran into each other at a restaurant Like it doesn't matter Like we always When we part We tell each other We love each other And how proud we are of each other And, and that's important to do Man that's special You know it, it, It's crazy Because I think about Something that Jay Electronica told me He told me that sometimes Why he hates social media And why he laughs at it Why he loves it He told me that Like he was putting up Like a picture of like his grandmother Like okay. wishing her a 90 something birthday 
<laughs> and people are like, yo, happy birthday to your grandmother. When the fuck the album. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah, you can't do that. Like, social media is... so. The, the, I think the big... The, the kind of the, the big misconception of, of social media, one of the biggest things it's done is it has caused people to misconstrue the difference between accessibility and true access. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that, yeah, it's not about if you have somebody's number. It's about if they'll take your fucking call. Sure. You know what I mean? So on social media, there's the the semblance that, yes, we're all in the same party. We're all in this same space. But, nigga, you just ain't going to be talking to me like that. Exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. Oh, exactly. Bottom goddamn line. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so... Yeah, I don't like. I'm very careful, like putting images of family. Yeah, yeah. In it I don't. I don't do any of nah, that. Nah, because they. That's all they care about. I mean, you can. You know, like just trope, you could put up like, oh man, I lost my aunt. I lost my dad. I'm so sad. And you'll get a lot of RIPs. But then it'll be, oh man, I'm sorry to hear about that. Yo, when little brother getting back together? That, so that's just the reason. Yeah, that's straight a, up. That's the reason why. For how many years have you? Heard, yo, when is little brother getting every, back to every day? Every, every, <laughs> Did it get to a point where least, it bothered you, or or it does? Because it's one of these like you're 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 flattered, yeah, yeah. that you made that impression on on people, like. But then you like, yo, I have this other shit I'm doing. Mm. Like, I have this other album I'm I'm out here working on. I have this other project, whatever, and it's like. Yeah, 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 whatever, nigga, little brother, little brother, and so it's just it gets to a point where you just be like, motherfucker, like, and 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 it's like you don't even want to driven even more when you don't fuck with the dude. Right? Sure, sure. Like, way that's, more. Like, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like, yeah. what, way what more. about the period of time where oh, at man, least on the outside looking in, we maybe y'all wasn't. Oh, absolutely. Was we wasn't. But y'all getting those other. those, those no. up. Like, yo, like, like, you, like, yo, you don't understand, like. We don't even fuck with each other. I don't want to ask for a record. I don't okay, want to okay. say shit about little brother. Don't so, say shit. So, so, give me on the average when foreign when you yeah yeah when, when you're enough like, yo we doing foreign exchange yo man before took, anybody heard a foreign exchange record yeah man it took probably about a good like it took some years for <laughs> for, for me to establish the foreign exchange just kind of as its own thing and for people to understand that this is something totally different from what little brother was yeah. and. uh they would just always ask, man, so when are you and Pooh getting back together? When is little brother getting back together? And over the years, man, I have to say, it was something that I, I had to learn to live with. And I had to accept it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I read a, it was a very powerful principle I read in this a book uh, some years back uh, where the psychologist was talking about how if you change your perception of a thing, mm. it can change the way you feel about it. So the, the idea, was the, the example she gave was this lady that was saying, like, you know, my husband snores at night and I fucking hate him and he keeps me up and fuck him. And, like, she was just so angry about it. <laughs> and so the psychologist was telling her, well, reframe the thought. If your husband is sleeping at night and he's snoring, that means that he knows he's in a safe place and he's relaxed enough that he can snore because he, can he be knows vulnerable. he's good. Right. right. He, he's in a good place. So if you reframe the thought and you know that he feels comfortable enough to truly let his guard down around you, then it don't mean that you don't hear the snoring. It just means that, you know, get you some earplugs, whatever you got to do, but you reframe the way you think about that thing. So right. now it's no longer annoys you. It's something that, you know, you can find see the beauty right, in it and right. find comfort yeah. in it. Yeah. So with me, with little brother, it was just a thing where it's like, yeah, I'm tired of asking about this shit. I'm tired of these asking me, but I just had a reframe of like, man, how amazing is it that something I did damn near 20 years ago people are still asking me about that shit today. And that's what my man, uh, Rich, Rich Bartell, 
um, writing partner of mine, he when when he's like, man, do you get frustrated? I was like, sometimes, yeah. And he was like, he's like, you know what they telling you, right? I was like, yeah, that they want to fuck a little brother album. He was like, <laughs> he was like, nah, it's deeper than that. What they're mm-hmm. saying is, the game ain't done with y'all. No. Mm. I don't care how much you want to run from it. The game ain't done with y'all. Over. And until y'all come back and do what y'all supposed to do, it's going to keep fucking with you. And once he told me that, I, I started seeing it, like, framing it differently. I started seeing it differently. Like, damn. Damn, I never looked at it like that. <clears throat> and he was like, yo, the, the, the game ain't done with y'all. I like that. <clears throat> you know, you know, it's crazy, too. Before we went on air, you were talking about, and this is special for Little Brother fans, to hear, and more importantly, people who don't even know Little Brother, if they're listening today, I want them to learn. I want them to. Oh, we're going to uh, talk about some Twitter foolery that I saw. Oh, too. yes. But we got to get it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no for oh, sure. I, you were speaking about how this even all happened, how Little Brother came back. How, you know, yeah. t- take us through that. Um, <laughs> Man, it was so crazy. It, it happens rapidly. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> It was uh, it's a festival in Durham, the Article Festival. Same Article Festival, we was yeah, that combat. We yeah. make, saw combat, <laughs> but Article Festival, and um, the Saturday lineup was Royce the Five Nine, Nas, Erica Badu. Royce the Five Nine misses his flight. The promoter Suleiman, uh, he runs the festival. I want to say promoter, I want to shortchange him. He actually yeah, runs sure, the Article. Sure. He contacted Fonte and was like, "Yo, can you do a solo set?" Fonte was like, okay, <laughs> like, all right. He called DJ Flash, who's little brother DJ, his tour DJ. Flash don't answer. Sidebar, niggas in our crew have, we don't answer our phone a lot. <laughs> There's a recurring theme yeah, in yeah, this. Yeah. Like, answer the fucking phone. I, it, it just hit me. But so Flash didn't answer his phone. So Fonte reached out to Ninth to see if he could DJ his, his show. Ninth was like, yeah, he could do it. And then Fonte had the brilliant idea to get me involved. And so, Wait, I live, so he just called you up. But uh, where were yeah, you? I, he, he was in Charlotte. I, I live in Charlotte. I live two and a half hours away. Okay. And, and showtime. This is like four thirty. It's four thirty p.m. Four thirty p.m. When I get the call saying, "Hey, can you cover this?" Okay, cool. What time is showtime? Yeah. Stage time is at eight. Eight. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Okay, yeah. let me see what I can get together. And so I immediately make my calls. I on the phone with Knife, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, you can do it." I said, "But man." What if we could deliver a little brother show? Like, what if we call Pooh on this? And I was like, oh, shit, man. I don't know. He was super kind of, you know, leery about it. But, you know, he agreed. And so I called Pooh and. I sent him the voicemail. He sent me the voicemail like he does. Yeah. <laughs> so he I sent a lot phone. of people the voicemail. He take picked, that. I take, didn't take that. it personally. That's what he do. Yeah. So he picked up the phone. <laughs> yeah, I called him right back. He like, man, let me call you Wait, back. I'm why like, do you send, you send people the voicemail just because? Or Nah, sometimes you just be like, yo, I don't feel like talking right now, man. Gotcha. And, and And I'm, you know, when when I feel like talking, I talk. When I don't, I don't. And then sometimes you're like, yo, I, I'm doing something. I call him right back. Whatever it is. But when he called, so I knew, it was like, yo, I'm going to call him right back. I literally was going to call him back in like five minutes. <laughs> like We didn't have five minutes He didn't have five minutes to spare. <laughs> so he so called back? So he called me right back. And, and so for me, when I send somebody a voicemail, if they call me right back, you I, know know it's, it's I know it's important. Absolutely. So I picked up. I said, hey, man, can I call you back in the meeting? He said, nigga, this only going to take a minute. <laughs> I got a knife on the phone. I was like, oh, boy, what's up? Like, I had no idea what this, what this shit was yeah, about yeah, to be never about. Know, yeah. So he was like, yo, just got an article, Royce missed his flight. Want to do this little brother show? What you think? I was like, what time it start? He was like, 8 o'clock. I'm looking at the time like, okay. He was like, uh, I said, okay, well, the next important question, how much is it? <laughs> like, so he was like, I'm going to call you right back. 
<laughs> so he called he called Suleiman because I, I you know I, like I was even, I, so first of all they thought that it was just gonna be you yeah Suleiman just wanted so, me so when and you hit them back and told them this was possible I hit him back and I said listen man I said look just keep this on the low it's between me and you what if I could deliver a little brother show and he was like motherfucker like don't play with me Fonte are you fucking kidding me like he was losing it I said well you know what can we do like what's you know I because before for me just a principle I always live by before we even talk money I need to know make sure that I can deliver for you so to me, it ain't even the money will come later. I need to make sure I can deliver this thing. And so um, he, you know, told me what the money would be. He was like, all right, cool. Um, I hit Pooh back and he was with it. And I was with it. I was like, okay, let's go. And so we just okay. hit go on it. And we I grabbed shit out the closet. <laughs> I literally was when we when put we, gas in the car. I already had gas. <laughs> I just had to get clothes. I grabbed clothes and we had... um. We had agreed, we was like, yo, we're going to send out an Instagram post at the same time. All three of us put it up, saying we're going to say the same thing. I literally was doing that shit. By the time Tay got the post together, I literally was doing that as I was getting on the highway, like, to head up there. And him and Ninth was going through songs. Like, I'm listening to songs on the way up. So by the time I got there, it was probably like 7.30, like 7.45. I pull up. Him and Knife had already went through. They got a bank of songs already listed. So then I come in, and I'm like, nope, take that shit out. Keep that. <laughs> take that. I don't know that. Move that. So we, we rearrange them. And then Tate, I'm still amazed how I beat him there. <laughs> and I live two and a half hours <laughs> right. away. Yeah, he beat me there. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably like 25 minutes from the spot. Yeah. But I had to get, I mean, I had to get my family together. Like, I, I told my son, all right, come on, man. I'm about to go work. And... Me and my wife, we all came. My wife and my son, we all came down. And, um, yeah, man, I had to listen to Minstrel Show. I hadn't listened to Minstrel Show. Classic. Thank you, man. I hadn't listened to that record probably in a good five, six years. And so I'm listening to it kind of just doing got the pressure. Got to rejog that memory. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we put it together and we just got on stage and Shit it just happened. Muscle memory, man. How, now, how is it? Now, did you come? Did you all come out at the same time on, on, on that stage? Or yeah. did you come out and nah, then bring nah, them out? Nah, nah, man, nah. It's little brother. So was the like, crowd bugged? They had to be confused, no? Yeah, well, it was. Because they even did. Well, well, well so you put it on social media. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure a lot of the crowd, maybe some people didn't even. You I know? mean, a lot of the people who was on social media wouldn't even in Durham. Like, people were mad. They were like, they yo, were why didn't you yeah, fucking yeah, tell yeah. me? <laughs> I could have got there. I can't get there too. I was like, yeah, they I live in fucking LA. Like, yeah, because and the thing too about that show it was wow. I mean, that technically wasn't our crowd at all. There was, I mean, yeah, there's some overlap between Eric Badu fans and sure, you know, sure. whatever, but that really wasn't our crowd. And so we came out, and I mean, it was a good reception, but it was nowhere near. Had we announced it, sure, if sure. We had you planned shit in LA? Had we planned it? The, yeah. the, re- the reception online was greater than the reception at, <laughs> at, at, the, at the spot, but it was it was okay because I'm not even gonna lie, I. Until I saw a playback of part of it, I had no fucking clue what the crowd was doing. Mm. I didn't, Straight up. I didn't nah. care. Yeah, we didn't even... Like, I don't even remember the crowd. I don't even remember seeing the crowd. I was just so locked into what we were doing yeah. and making sure... I hit all my beats and I ain't forget no words. Yeah, I don't even like, remember what they look like. That's, they that. might as well not even been there. <laughs> like right. that's that's how real it is. And then and then it's when you get off stage when you realize like, oh shit, that just happened. Like I can't believe that fucking just happened. So now you like high on feeling, right? Absolutely. You, 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 you. Endorphins going, going yeah. nuts. Forget about going it. Nuts. And so the next day, 
Like Tay, he he was like, "Yo, you come through. Like I will pay you out, you know, for the yeah. show. You come through." And then he was like, "Matter of fact, nigga, I'm I'm, I'm gonna throw some shit on the grill." You okay. know what I'm saying? I'm like, nice. hey, "Nigga, who gonna turn down a good grill?" You know? So <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool." Well, I I stopped through him before I go home, and um, I get there early. Uh, I'm fat, so I like to get to the food before everybody else does. <laughs> so I get there early because I kept saying, "I was like, yo, I, I, I'm gonna be there about about one o'clock." He's like, "Man, you ain't gotta come that early." No, nigga, I be there that early. Yeah, he got there early, and the thing was like, so I'm like, okay, I got all these niggas coming over, so I'm like, all right, let me go buy extra slab of ribs, and then I found out like everybody stopped eating pork. Like, yeah, so it was yeah. like me. I think man, my wife, she'll eat like it was only like two of us eating ribs. I was, was like, nigga, like where crazy. the bird at? Yeah, yeah, but all the chicken was gone, but he didn't eat pork, so it was that. And so he came over, and uh, that was when we start, started having the conversations of just, you know, where do we go from here? How do you feel? And, you know, and it was just one of those things that, you know, again, man, with time, you realize the mistakes you made and you understand how not to make those same mistakes again. And, uh, and I stress this just to all young artists, man, like, if you're in a group, if you're in a crew or whatever, man, take time to get to know the people you're working with and have those conversations because the game now, it moves so fast. You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll make you famous before it makes you rich and it will expose you before you get a chance to really develop. Mm. You know what I mean? And so you really got to have those conversations of just, Hey, man, you know, I know. Yo, you nice with the beats, you nice with the rhymes, you nice on the video, whatever. But who are you as a person? What drives you? What does success look like to you? Mm-hmm. What does, you know, how many years do, what, is this all you want to do? Do you like the tour? Okay, you don't. Fine. How do we work around that? Um, you know, just having all those little details because success is a band-aid, but it only works for a little while. And mm. it can only sustain you for a time. But after a while, man, all that that band that shit comes, comes out. That shit come off, bro, and everything comes out in the wash. Yeah, your talent is not enough to save you. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you know, <laughs> it's funny too. I remember you saying, and we'll get back to some of the earlier days. But I remember you saying that when you got a check from Atlantic, mm-hmm. that that's why a lot of artists, and still to this day, a lot of artists are not. Uh, 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 aware of how to handle their business because you just get a check and they say, "Wait, little brother," and you're like, "Yo, we don't even <laughs> we know don't where even the cash LLC. is." <laughs> LLC, like, yo, that's the only thing that sucks about the business because it's like you're not prepared. Yeah, and not meaning you in general, just like the world don't prepare you too. Even like you think about it, I always say this, and not to you know not to get off track. No, but I always say that like school in high school there should be. Building credit classes, but they don't mortgage classes. They don't prepare you on purpose. Yeah, like they don't. <laughs> they don't want you to be a thinker. Yeah, they want you to just do what I tell you to yeah, do. So like sign up for this credit card in college for a free hoodie. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's like yeah. to fuck your shit up yeah. for life with sixty two percent APR. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Even just just how high school is structured, man. Like like you know during during one of my valleys in in in, in my career, I substitute taught. Okay, wow. and and I hated that shit because. What I realized was, well, first of all, the pay sucked, but what I realized was, you know, back in our day, I'm pretty sure we all around the same age. Maybe I don't know how young y'all two are, but when you had a substitute teacher, that was video or worksheet yeah, yeah. time. It was, yeah, it was, oh, yeah, it was, it was, like, sim- it was like, simplistic. We chilling. We chilling like a motherfucker. <laughs> nah, not now. No, no, no. no when now. you come in, you basically have to take the teacher's work lesson plan for that day and you have to apply it. Yeah. Now, even though you don't teach the same way as the teacher, yeah. you may, I had to come in early to even remember, 
like how to do some of this shit they was asking me to right, do. Right. And it's like, and I'm talking about, bro, this is like sixth grade. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, nigga, I don't and this is you, Right. Like, yo, <laughs> like, well, my son, my son is 13, and I told both my, my sons are 18 and 13, and I told them straight up, listen, bro, when the alphabet shows up in your math homework, I'm fucking done. I'm not your guy. It's over. <laughs> nigga, I wasn't hot at that shit back when I was supposed to be hot at that shit 20 years ago. No algebra. No. Calculus. Nigga, it don't give nothing. me no geometry. I, nigga, no, I got none a of that B. Shit. My senior year, I got like a B. Maybe I think it was a B or a C. I got a B in like algebra three trigonometry. Nigga, that was the happiest B I've ever received in my fucking life. You know what I mean? So I'm like, dude, nigga, you I gotta, gotta pay attention. I can't help you. I got a D in trigonometry my second time taking it, and I was like, shit, that's good enough for me not <laughs> to have to take it again. That's <laughs> all I cared about, man. Like, but nah, like school ain't set up, ain't set up for you. Like they don't teach life skills, man. And that's that's you know, that's why a lot of kids come out and they don't have them. And like even I'd say about us. To bring it back around Like we didn't have A mentor You know what I'm saying Like we would learn sure. That shit on the fly Like between us Our manager We all learned That shit on the fly So it was just like We gotta figure this shit Out as we go So niggas made mistakes Well so I think mistakes. That's where the music Comes in that right Because Like when When I first heard Little Brother For album one One of the things That I gravitated Towards was Oh shit! I missed this little part in my life, <laughs> and these dudes just gave me game. You know what wow. I mean? Wow! Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep. You know, wow. little rem- brother reminding- gave you game. Holy shit! Oh yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, gave yeah, a lot yeah. of people. We something. had no game to give, bro. <laughs> we just made wow, even even to the simplest hack of slick talking a chick. <laughs> like damn, I ain't slick talking like that. Like, I need right, to right, right, sharpen right. my shit up a little bit. You know what that's I mean? That's crazy. Step your game but, up. But I say that to say, even though that's not school per se, but uh, it's just the music gives you the, the missing components. Thank you, man. That you Thank look you for. So like, oh, shit. My, my older brother didn't tell me that part. He was shielding me <laughs> from that crazy. shit. But that's, I heard them say it. You know what I mean? That's so interesting to hear that, man. Yeah, yeah, we were. I mean, like I said, man, those early days, man, like I tell everybody, little brother was the boot camp that set up every stage of my life. Like everything that I went on to do like from little brother like once I got into like writing mm. for TV and just you know doing voiceover work just all the things I've been blessed to do little brother was the training ground for that shit and once we got into once I was able to get into TV and working on shows and everything they were really impressed with like our turnaround time and they don't they didn't understand that like nigga we came from nothing so these things that y'all think are just so amazing and the budgets or whatever i'm like dude you don't understand we did this shit with no preparation no anything so now you're giving me an opportunity you got a budget like i'm getting my check my taxes already been took out of and shit like what you know what i mean like that's actual order you know that's classic (laughs) it's like straight up i remember you hearing about how jazzy jeff uh taught you a great lesson uh, of um, of the TV of the Showtime of Hollywood. Yeah, I, I remember you saying that. I remember you saying that. I, I heard that many times before, where you talked about how if you make it in the music business, you can make it in anything. The music business is like New York. Yeah, it's like <laughs> straight up. If you can, you make, can make it, it here, you can, you can make, make it, it anywhere. anywhere. And it's the reason I think why so many. I don't think it's co- a coincidental that so many rappers have been able to transition to Hollywood and kill that shit. Yeah. From Will, Marky Mark, sure. Queen Latifah, you know, sure. Ice Cube. Man, if you can make this, essentially every rap is a performance. I mean, it is acting, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, man, so Little Brother was boot camp. 
the mm. early it was boot camp and it set up so many things for both of our careers. Yeah, definitely. You know, so let's take it where we were going. So he, he, on the grill, got some chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got got some ribs. Um, yeah. One second. Let's why, make sure I find went okay. down the wrong hook, went down the wrong pipe. This episode don't mean nothing if he Pause. ain't okay. Yo, when, 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 okay, let me not make this a pause. When beverages go down your throat, <laughs> down the wrong pipe. You no feel, pause. You feel like you're about to die. Yeah, nah, it's, it's a different going. type of Nigga, travel. Your life fly, flashes. Here we go. Fonte back. You and shit. We, gotta, we not, back. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the food pipe. Just in case you die, nigga. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. <laughs> but nah, it, it, on the grill, man, we just we just had a conversation, man, and before everybody get there, and, and I think the, the thing about this process, like I tell people all the time, the thing about this process that was so beautiful and, and and it damn near almost contradict everything he just said. We didn't think about this shit. We didn't talk too much about it. Once we decided we gonna do it, we just started doing it. Mm. Literally a week later, we was started it the, was doing it the show that that really fucking <coughs> that gave you like that the double espresso shot? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the show. It was the energy, the reaction, just knowing where we are. And I can't even I can't even say it was the reaction of the crowd. By internet, yeah, or the internet. No, nah, it was really just the feeling of man doing this again made me feel happy, mm-hmm. and that was something that in Little Brother, neither one of us had really felt before. You know, well, it hadn't felt in a very long time. In a long time, you know, our last tour we did like twenty. Like, we didn't even talk. Yeah, we didn't like. We literally didn't talk at all. We was just like, what what was his business? That's crazy. <laughs> well, for I think you know, for me personally, it was just exhaustion. I was just fucking exhausted, man. And, um, you know, our last tour was 2010. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> crazy shit, TDE, well, what we now know is TDE, yeah. Kendrick Lamar, uh, J-Rock and J-Rock Absol. And yeah. so they opened for us. Wow. We did a West Coast run, and it was, we did L.A., San Diego, and, and San Francisco. And San Francisco. And, you know, Pooh was the one who put me on to Kendrick. He was one of the first... People I knew to really like back when he was K Dot. And so he was like, Yeah, man, these these new kids, you know, K Dot, you know, they they doing, you know, they they want to open for us. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And so I remember us doing LA and Kendrick is on stage <laughs> and the crowd is yelling for us, mm. like trying to get him off stage. And I'm just like, dude. So now it was so crazy to see, you know, six, seven, however many months later. This is Kendrick fucking Lamar. Yeah. This is the same guy y'all was wooing. Yeah, wanted off the stage. Wanted off the stage before. Now you know he, what I mean? Now he the fucking king of L.A. <laughs> like, and, it was and wild. to become the king of rap. Top dog. <laughs> right, top dog <laughs> yeah. for real. But yeah, man, it was it was something that uh, just I hadn't felt. Little Brother was something, for me, it just hadn't brought me joy for a very long time. And so once we did that show, that was how I was able to rediscover the joy of Man, I actually like doing this and I like doing it with him. And uh from that point on, we was like, what's the next step? The next stage of progression was a record, and we were both in it. And we said, All right, let's go. And no turning back from there. <clears throat> nah, nah, we literally jumped in. Jumped now, down. what about announcing it to the world? Like announcing it, like, you know, was that something that you guys had already known for a week or two weeks or five days or you know what I mean? Like, do you remember? Um, well, I know, I know. We we purposely we went into the process of working on the record, and we was like, "Yo, we not gonna say nothing to nobody. 
We just yeah. gonna work on the record. And because at the end of the day, if we ain't like what we was making or we ain't like the process or yeah, whatever, then, yeah. we can always be like, oh, shit, I guess shit ain't yeah. work out. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, I, it, there's two minds of this. There's some people that believe, okay, to say something is to manifest it, to speak it in the Sure, sure, speaking existence. There's another line of thinking, which I am a little more cynical about, is to say something out loud is to immediately doom it. <laughs> you feel I me? I agree with that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds, and then you wouldn't lie in at Popeye's the next day. Wait yeah. for that Motherfucker say, what happened to your 50 pounds? Right, yeah, right. It's like, well, nigga, I'm going to lose 50 pounds on the Krispy Kreme diet. Watch me. Like, nigga, no. You got to be fat and, as fuck. And it, it's, <laughs> it's something, <laughs> me and Buck Wild ended up having a conversation. Producer Buck Producer yeah. Buckwild, legendary Buckwild. We had a conversation a few weeks ago, and um, he he said something very very poignant, and and he was just like, "Yo, man, I'm glad y'all didn't." At this time, he still didn't know when the record was coming. He thought we were just finished. Like I actually had told him, "Like, dog, we done with the record." He thought we had just started, and he was just like, "Man, I'm glad y'all did it that way because nowadays, the minute you announce something." Mm-hmm. It's old. Sure. It's old. And he was like, the fact that y'all held on to that for so long and people still don't know when this album is coming, y'all are, it's always going to be new. Yeah. You have to speak to people, you know, I think now you have to speak to people when it's ready. Like the days of pay me today for a hamburger on Friday, get Mm. the fuck Mm. out of here. Holler at me when the burgers is ready, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So we were very adamant and just when we're doing this, there's not going to be a lot of buildup. It's not a rollout. It's not a, oh, me and my man in the studio coming soon. Nah. Like, we we worked on this record in relative obscurity. I mean, it was people on the album. They didn't even know they was on the album until the shit came out. We didn't even tell them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and shit. Yeah, do, like, do not, you know? He didn't even know. Do you know how hard it is to go to L.A. together? <laughs> right, 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 right. But... Not be in LA, yeah. Because the thing together, is, because the thing is, like, it, we're we're, like, we're not famous. Like, we're we're not famous. We're like, you know, we're we're like situationally famous. So it's like, if you see me by myself, you may not know me. If you see him by himself, you may not know him. You see, niggas but you together? see us together. It's like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. hold up, I know you guys. Like, so it was so somebody wild, gonna take bro. that picture. Like, yeah, yeah. Bruh, and that's how niggas was in LA creeping around. Like it was like <laughs> niggas weren't posting no pictures. And then for me, like LA, that's my that that's my spot. Like that's mm, I get mm. busy in LA. I couldn't even tell people I was there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you guys like have sessions where on purpose where you record your shit outside of the studio and have people come in. They wouldn't know you you probably hit his verse or your verse. Nah, they didn't know what was nah, going nah. on. Everything we did, I mean everything, we recorded a record at my crib in, in North Carolina and you know, he would come up. And we did everything together, like just in one Wrote room, it, recorded it together. It. I engineered like all yeah. the vocals and mixed everything. But yeah, man, we we were just. I felt it was important to just keep everything close to the vest because you don't want yeah. outside forces to kind of get into it. And that's something that that's a chance that that's a, 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 a an opportunity that not many artists get because your life changes after your first record. Mm-hmm. After you make your first record. All the animals have left the barn and you can't get that back. But because we were gone away for so long, we were able to do something and to able to create something in obscurity and release it when we were ready. And that's just not something that after your first record, you don't really get to do that shit again. You know what I mean? And so and therefore it felt like we had a second chance of taking having our whole lives to create a record. Like we had we had like a nine year reset button. It's like, all right, reset. So it was cool. May the Lord watch. May the Lord watch, man. <laughs> Where'd that come from? 
Man, and, okay. and, and that was that the first name you? Were no, thinking? it was not. It was so the first again. name. So the first <laughs> name of the album, and this was just the working title. We were just you know the first working title. The actual first working title of the album was Homecoming. But this little but, known artist mm. by the name of Beyonce. Yeah, this independent artist named Shouts Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, she had wrote this thing called Homecoming, and we were like, you know what? We don't want to take her shine. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to let her have that. Let her have that. You know, we don't want to outshine this independent artist, you know? <laughs> but yeah, but now nah, she came with, with Homecoming. We was like, okay, immediately. I mean, we weren't 100% sold on that title but anyway. That shit was definitely out after that. That killed it. It was like, all right, fuck that title. It's over. She owns that now. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? But, uh, so we did that. But then, um, it just came to me like one night and, uh, I, I think I texted Pooh. I said, yo, man, I think I got the, the title for the album. And he's like, what? And so I texted him. I said, made the Lord watch. And he was like, damn. He's like, yo, that shit sound hard. Nigga. That sound like a clips album title. I was like, hell yeah, nigga. This shit hard as fuck. He was like, yeah, that's, that's biblical. That's woo. That's, and so we, uh, and so we, I said, well, man, listen, just think this, on it. Cause yeah, yeah. even I wasn't, so I was like, let me see. So, I had to really like write it down and look at it in different ways. Like I was in my iTunes and all like the rough mixes we had, I actually titled and tagged the MP3 so I could see like visually what does it look like together. And, uh, it wasn't until I think we took the album photos for the cover. We took the photos and we were listening to the final playback of the album. It was me, Pooh, uh, Sean Don. Sean Don and, uh, the guy, um, the man who took our cover, uh, Antoine, uh, Antoine Lyers, a photographer. Mm. And we were all just sitting at my crib in the studio and we were just listening to it. There may have or may not have been some um, edibles involved. Yeah. yeah of yeah. some kind. Allegedly. Allegedly. You know, Alleged, my, allegedly shout involved. Shout out my nigga Eddie Bull. Little Brownie. Uh, little Brownie. Uh, it might have been a little brownie, cookie. Little, little, little something. But we was just all sitting in there, man. And I had the album cover up on my computer and, you know, we listened to the album. And we all just knew he was like, yo, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Like it, it all clicked right there. Made a world watch. Uh, was you, Fonte, and Pooh sitting down on a couch, suited and booted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny. I was telling Pooh off air. I was like, yo, y'all don't wear no Concords, no, no Jordan 11s? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was, nah hey, I, we had to bring the hall. That's what I told him. I, said, I, said, I asked him. I was like, yo, yo, what are we doing for footwear, bro? We, we, you know, can I put my sneakers on? Nah, he was like, nah, like nah. Like, I literally had to go because I, I didn't have any black dress shoes. I literally had to go to the store the day of and get me some black dress shoes. Like, mm. I had mm. to go buy something just for that. I probably Crazy. won't even put them shits on again. <laughs> I had to go buy them just for that. That album cover of you and Pooh uh, sitting down on the couch looking like uh, some professional boss motherfuckers. <laughs> what uh, what made you for that particular photo for the album? Well, <clears throat> the idea was, um, just in kind of conceptualizing the album, the idea was that, you know, it's been 15 years since, you know, we've, done this you know you know since you know our, our last album. well 10 years i mean officially since you know the last left back album but you know 15 years you know coming up on since minstrel show and so <clears throat> the thought was well if if we've been apart for 15 years what is the thing that generally brings people together after a long time and generally is death so mm. in real life the death that brought me and Pooh together was fife mm -hmm. that was when he died that was when we Rest reconnect and start talking again. And so then in the little brother fictional kind of character world, the death of Percy Miracles <laughs> was what brought everybody together in the in the thing. So um, you know, buddy of mine, my homie, uh my homie Antoine, he, you know, just has like this beautiful crib and you know, I, we were like, yo, we want to kind of shoot it like 
it's a repass. Like it's, you know, after the funeral was over and, you know, everyone's just kind of sitting around talking. And, uh, we took those flicks in like his living room. It's like a sitting room. Sitting room. Yeah. yeah. You know, we were just in there. And no, those weren't even the first set. Like we took some other ones and we were just like, ah, let's get some more. Let's just figure this out. Let's try something in this room over here. It was, yeah, it was a last minute result. Yeah. Like, ah, let's try this. Let's see what this works. And we sat down on the couch and we were just sitting there and like the window was behind us. And it was so crazy where it came together, man, because, you know, on our first album cover, we were looking out of windows, you know, on the listen. And in this album cover, it was like a much bigger window. And, you know, I just thought that it was indicative of as you grow older, your perspective gets bigger Mm. and your window gets bigger and you see things in a much more broad, almost kind of panoramic way at 40 then you will see it 25 or 20 you know what i mean and um and and the thing was all of that was not planned i mean i would love to sit here and tell you that the conceptual genius i thought that nah we just saw that booth like damn this picture hard that's it yeah it just (laughs) was like that's it this picture hard it's your hard as fuck and then you start thinking about it's almost like how little brother the name came to be it was like that name looked hard when you wrote it down it looked like it didn't look like rap. It didn't look like it just sure. it was like yo. The name looks good. It just fit. Yeah. Let's go. And then came the like oh yeah, we like the little brothers of you know the groups we grew up listening to. Whatever, whatever. This picture worked the same way. It was just like yo, that picture hard. Oh shit! Now I see this. <laughs> now it's, it was almost like a fan. Like when you first seen it for the first time, you can draw your own conclusions or you have your own perspective on what that photo means to you. And we were able to do that as we're listening to the album. Allegedly on edibles. <laughs> looking at this, looking at this, this, this picture on the screen, and we're all just sitting there, and then everybody just came up with their own idea of what the cover meant, what it to, meant them. to them. Yeah, and, and that, I mean that's like the that to me is what great art is. I mean, I think great art is it leaves itself to be it leaves itself open for interpretation, but if you do it the right way, everybody will find themselves in it. You know. Um, I always talk about just like some of my favorite songs and like one of my favorite songs like of all time, one of the greatest songs to me is Rocket Man. Mm. Elton John. Elton John. And the song is literally about an astronaut. Like that's the lyric. I mean, this in this literal sense, it's literally written about an astronaut. But I was reading an interview with the songwriter with uh with Bernie Malkin, and he was saying, like, listen, I wrote that song about an astronaut, but over the years I've had so many people reach out to me and say, Yo, this song got me through my drug addiction. This song got me through my divorce. Mm-hmm. This song was, you know, the idea of, you know, I'm not the man they think I am at home. Like, you can read into that so, so many, many different ways. things. You know what I mean? And that's powerful. People on all those levels. And, um, you know, that's something that we always try not to do. Sure. And uh, just to see the feedback that we've been getting off the record and to see that it's speaking to people in a way that, they need it. That was even why we released the album on on a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I hate the Friday release. I think that's like the dumbest shit ever. You know what I mean? Like you get you, to you get to live with an album during the week. Like you know, on the weekend, especially for our age, on the weekend, you know, that's time to take the kids to swimming and karate and five <laughs> birthday parties and and all those different things. But during the week, you need that. You need that music to get you. Through that work week, through your real life, through your real, your real life, life. You through, I mean? through through that drive to work, that drive home from work, while you sitting at work, <laughs> like you need that music to, to get you through that. And and we was like, we always felt. I I don't even. I hate the fact that they changed 
release days to Fridays. But I get why they did it, but it's still. We always us. knew. We always knew Tuesday was going to be the day for mm. us. We always knew. He's like, yo, we're going to give this to the people during the week to get them get to, Friday. to Friday. Because <laughs> once I get to Friday, nigga, I done made sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. I don't fuck your ass sure. on Friday, nigga. This damn <laughs> yeah. wing stop time. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I need it. Dude, you get to me Tuesday, that gets me through and that gives me a chance to live with it. And if you got some heat on it, then I'm going to play it on the weekend. Yeah, I'll play it on the weekend. The weekend. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Friday is not the time for discovery. Sure. You know I, what I mean? And I also think that, you know, with people awaiting the album, like Little Brother reunion, like Little Brother coming back, I think that it doesn't matter what day you dropped it. You know what's funny? People are happy. Look at the hashtag, New Music Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's New Music Monday because it's the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. And you got time. You got time to, to live. Say, Yo, time. Do I really like this record or not? You, you, know? you have time to live with it. Yeah. Yo, you know what? Let's take a quick break. We're yeah. sitting here. Little Brother is back. Bang, okay. Bang. Fonte's in the building. Rapper Big Poo, we got Mal back on deck. The red wine is flowing. Yes. Yo, Benson, we got to find out if they're still open. We may need another bottle. We might yeah, need another one. Internet. we got to go. We'll be right back. We got a lot to get through. Yo, check this out, man. It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, the head nigga in charge, HNIC. You know what I'm saying? Repping at Queens, New York. Chilling, man, right now, man. Just kicking it, you know what I mean, with my homie, Premium Pete. And this is the Premium Pete show. Keep it locked right here. Don't go nowhere. Real shit. One. Internet and we're back. Little brother is back. Fonte. Yeah. Rapper Big Poo, A King. Um, yep. listen, there's something I've been wanting to ask you too. You know, when 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 especially for Fonte, when you guys weren't talking. Mm-hmm. And I know you were doing, you know, both of you. That's something people don't get confused. My fuckers went through that shit. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. Pete was trying to fight me on Twitter, and I would put, <laughs> I would pull up to the studio, like, "What's up?" Like, how, you know, <laughs> brotherhood, man. Combat, comfort, combat, combat created a dysfunctional yeah, family. Yeah, he did, hey, man. He did, he did, he did. Nah, I love him. For Every it. Family a family, is a family, nonetheless. Yeah, people call me. Yo, y'all good? I don't like the energy y'all doing on Twitter. Like, man, fuck him. <laughs> I love and then, it. Yo, and then he had, and then I got mad at him because you had a, we had a Wingstop chicken uh, go. Oh, oh, we we did the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival, so okay, okay. Wingstop had a, uh, they had like this prop or whatever where they was doing these interviews and shit. And Combat would uh, interview, they would come into Wingstop tent, okay, and he would interview whatever. So they gave out these chains, and it was gold, and it had a chicken uh, drumstick. Uh, That's so niggerish. And I wasn't, yeah. it was just like it, drinking and bullshitting. Yep. I'm not even thinking like, damn, that's not a good look. And my homegirl, Marvelous Mo, she, she took a picture or, or Insta, Insta story or whatever. And Pete, because me and him was having our friction, he was the first one on it. Like, <laughs> ah, look at this That dude. is ammo. Silly, Woo. silly shit. And I'm like, ah, here we go. You know what I mean? Nah, but so well, like, Motherfucker, you right, but <laughs> damn it, why'd you say <laughs> that? You got a chicken, why you got a chicken shit on your, your neck? You know what I mean? Nah, you know, combat, you know, uh, like I said, he formed a dysfunctional family, but I know he's proud seeing that we're still keeping the For torch sure. going. And, absolutely. And yeah. brother, brotherhood, that's one thing. That's one thing. He, he created a brotherhood. Yep. And that's something that, uh, you know, I always felt like after school helped me stay out of trouble when I was growing up. Mm, and I right. felt like Combat Jack Show was the after school wow. for me. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh, most definitely. Thing. But what I was trying to say was like, meaning like when you were going through your shit, did you, did you, did you like ever, you know, think of poo or miss him? Like, and I don't mean like in the sense of I like, know what you it, mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know, man, it was, it was times where, um, distance gives you perspective in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And, 
you know, when we first started doing this, man, it was so, it just happened so fast. And we were one of the first, um, we were one of the first groups that kind of made our name on the internet. You know what I mean? And, you know, the thing about it, and, I, and I've talked about this before, how, you know, the game, it'll make you famous before it make you rich. Sure. And it will make you, you know, it will give you exposure before you have a chance to really get good mm. or even really figure out who you are. And so um, it was so many times that, you know, when we first started, man, shit just took off and you're just, you know, you're just trapped in this fucking submarine with all these people because there, this, this is a thing that you've created that is bigger than yourself. And you realize that, but, uh, it was so hard, man, because I just, I personally, I just got to the point of just exhaustion because it was just tour, mixtape, album, tour, mixtape, album, mixtape, tour, album. And you never got a chance to say, I never had the chance and didn't have the language at that time to just say, yo, man, I just need a fucking break. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I'm just, I have nothing more to give this thing right now. And so it was times during our break where I would think of poo. It was times, you know, that I was like, man, I hope he cool, whatever. Um, but, you know, pride. Mm. Like, pride fucks with you. It's like, man, fuck that dude. Now he did this and he, and he was on the bus. That nigga ate the last pink Starburst. Fuck him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Spicy. <laughs> like, it'd be shit like that. And you'd be like, damn, you know what I mean? So, you know, when, when, when Pooh, when, when, uh, when Fife passed, um, you know, Fife passed, I was rest at in the peace. time, yeah, rest in peace, man. Fife passed and, um, you know, that was the first time I mean, we had all experienced death. We had all experienced loss, but Fife was a death, you know, that like Fife was ours, you know what I mean? And, and that felt like we lost one of our own, yeah. you know what I mean? And so when he passed, uh, at the time I was working, I think I was working, I was working on a foreign exchange album at the time. And, uh, my, one of my singers, songwriting partner, uh, Carmen Rogers, she was at the crib and we were working on FE stuff. And I remember when he passed and everything, man, like everything, like it just, it just hit me. It was grief is strange like that. Like you just don't know when it's going to hit you, but sure. it does. And so I had a moment, man, like it was, you know, cause I was just really sad that day and, you know, Carmen, she was like, well, Fonte, what is it? And I was just like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about Pooh. I, you know, I, I can't stop thinking about it. And she was like, well, do you want to reach out to him? Do you want to call him? I was like, man, I don't know. You know what I mean? And I was looking like everything was cool. Like I had seen everything on social media. People talking about fight, fight, fight. And, you know, and I was cool. But it wasn't until I saw the picture. Someone had posted the picture. And this is a picture we all had seen a million fucking times. Yeah. It's the picture of Fife in the jacket in the low end theory mm -hmm. album cover mm -hmm. where he's wearing the Carolina sweatshirt with the Carol North Carolina hat, man, oh, I fucking video, lost it. Bugging out. Yeah. From yeah, bugging yeah, out. Yeah, but there's yeah. also just the picture the of him picture in of the joint. Yeah. 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 With Dude, the eyes and shit, yeah. I fucking lost it. I was like, damn, because it was like looking at that picture. I'm like, yo, the universe, that's talking little to you. brother. Yeah, yeah. That is, you know, that is us. We're North Carolina artists that, you know, bowed at the altar of a tribe called Quest. And that's like, dude, that's who the fuck we were. And so, yeah, it, it, it was hard. And so, you know, it was refreshing when he reached out to me. That was a sign that we were right. We were on the same page. He was thinking the same thing I was thinking. Because, you know, you never know. It's like, it was, it's, you know, it can be a temperature check sometimes. It's like, I'm thinking about him, but 
this nigga might be cool on me, so <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, you don't want to, you know. Yeah, I don't want to put too much on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't want to reach out and get your hands. Yeah, yeah, slapped. yeah. And they might get the fuck out. Now I'm like, ready really? to fucking fight you for real. <laughs> right. Yeah, because you, you you could come correct like Will. Like, look, I want it, and the motherfucker be sideways. He's like, all right, motherfucker. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now all right, real be yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck you, man. Yeah, like so, but nah, man. Yeah, it was definitely times like during the during the break where you would think about person, but uh, but I just you know weren't reaching. I was like, let me just do me. Let me just do my thing. That motherfucking pride. What about you? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, we have spent so much of our lives together. And for me, we have spent, I mean, shit, nigga, for both of us, we're only a year apart. But I grew up <laughs> with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. I left college and we grew, like, I grew up. I became a We mother, both did. I became a man. You know mm, what I'm saying? Mm. And so it, it got to a point. It's certain things you, for me, I'm, I was accustomed to picking up the phone and sharing things, sharing news, whatever. And so to not have that, you still think about something. Yo, I'm gonna call this nigga. No, I ain't talking to that nigga right now. That's Fuck right. You. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. <laughs> so, so like that that always happens. But yeah, like time, like especially like jokes. Like it, I, I think that's the thing. Oh my god. You ever talk about like you know when you sign you miss someone when you have like there's inside jokes that you share or when there's something like some fuck shit happen on social media and you be like, yo, man. I know me and the roast session that me and Pooh will have on this nigga right now. Oh my, now, that shit will be fucking bananas. Be like, damn, I can't even, we ain't even there. You know what I mean? Like, you hey. can't even do it. And it's like, because uh, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer. And I think this is psychologically proven. I think someone did a study on this, that people bond together over hate more than they do more over love. More than they do love. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if me and you both like butter pecan ice cream, like, we're cool. That ain't going to create But no if real we combo. both hate chocolate ice cream, Nigga, we'll be best friends forever because <laughs> we're hating on the same thing right, together. Right, 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 and right. so it was like, it would be shit that I would see. I'd be like, damn, me and Pooga have an epic hate session on this. But we ain't but talking. We ain't talking. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the extra layer on that for me was like, my friends became my family. Mm. Like, I have an older brother. That nigga's in and out of jail. He in jail now. Well, prison. Excuse me. Jail and prison. Like real He's different. Prison. Like real. He's in prison. Um, then my sisters, they're eight years younger than me. So... Mm. You know, I'm big brother fucking for real. You know what I'm saying? So you're not little brother. Nah, I'm big. I'm I'm all the way big brother. I only understand you, big brother. So mm. though my my friends became my family. They became like the cousins I didn't kick it with or, or whatever. And so to to be missing a part one of your family members and then not be from death. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right. to be missing that like that that really. And it took me it took me maturing. To realize that's why that's how I was able to reach out when Fife passed, and it was like, okay, man, time to set this bullshit to the side. Because nigga, I remember I did a sway interview. I remember it was with Slum Village, and I said sway ass, and it wasn't with malice and tenor. And I was like, man, I could reach out, man, but my ego, my pride, man, nigga, gotta he gotta holler at me, like. <laughs> right, right. And I'm, I, call first. I said, I said at this point, it ain't even about being upset no more. Like, that nigga <laughs> just gotta call me first. <laughs> and and I remember saying that, but at that at that time, right when five passed, I was like, yo, you don't know what tomorrow brings, bro. Mm. Like, you, you don't even know if you are gonna get tomorrow. Get tomorrow, like, so you, you, I had just talked to Fife, I had just saw Fife, and then I went through my own medical scare, and it was like. Bruh, just cut the bullshit. <laughs> it's like yeah. even if nothing, even if y'all never get like y'all were or any of that, 
just let them know how you feel and then you could be good and even when I after I text them it was like yo I love you you always be my brother just want to let you know that whether we speak again it was like a big weight was lifted yeah you have to man like forgiveness is a big part you know people you know I, I, I stress all the time man that you know people think of forgiveness as being something we I forgive I, I won't forget I won't forget I never forget and the thing about it is just that man forgiveness has nothing about to do with the other person forgiveness is about you mm. forgiveness is not saying Forgiveness is not even saying, hey, I forgive you and we're going to go back to exactly the way things were. Forgiveness is just saying, no, I'm letting go of this. Mm -hmm. I'm letting this go for me. Even if I forgive you and you say, fuck your forgiveness, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. You got to hold that. You got to hold that. I'm letting this go because I can't carry this shit no more. I can't let this thing hold me back and I can't let this thing block other beautiful blessings that may be coming my way. I'm letting this go for me. This ain't got shit to do with you. You know what I mean? And, you know, and then again, it's just, again, I just stress, like, to any young artist that, you know, hear this uh, or or anyone that, you know, that listens to this interview, man, have conversations with the people you work with because if the thing that you're doing, if it's successful, you know what I mean? God willing, if the thing that you're doing ends up being successful, you're going to spend more time with these people than you're going to spend with your actual blood fucking family. Mm, that's Real right. Top. You know what I mean? Like, that's I right. spent more time in the eight months of us doing this recording record. this record. Man, I, <laughs> me and my wife would joke, like, baby, it's, it's nice to see you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, we would, the I'm back. Time, yo, we would just see each other like, oh, hey, uh, you know, how was your day? Like, we, we became kind of like just passing, you know, ships in the night or whatever. And, you know, if you're doing a thing that's really good, you're going to spend more time with the people you're working with than the people who may you be your blood family. So have those conversations, man. Really get to know who and you're and dealing with. And continue to have them. And yeah, and keep it because it changes. And that's the thing that also is just, I think, gets lost in a lot of uh, just, you know, when you, when you get into businesses or, or whatever, someone's idea that they had, when they first started, it may be something totally different later on. Mm -hmm. And you have to be ready to accept that and work with that. And you can't get mad at a person because I believe I used to believe this thing when we started, but now I have a totally different belief. You got to give people room to grow. And mm -hmm. that's something that at 22, 23, you have sure, no sure. fucking clue it's how okay, yeah. to articulate that. You know what I'm saying? That shit is rough. Yo, it's funny because it's like little brother is really big brother now. Now, you know I mean, yeah. <laughs> when, when you think about it, you know, for people listening who, again, I always like for people who know of big uh, little brother to learn more, and for people who don't even know to learn, like with Night Wonder, mm -hmm. you know, is it is it you know just breaking it down? Is it uh, he's busy that he didn't come back in on a project, or is it like still is it an issue with him? Like, it's not an issue. I love uh, to. Nice so conspiracy theory again. Okay. So in my conversation, yeah, let me hear the conspiracy. In my conversation just... with you know people that that are, are fans of Little Brother. Also, when I talk to Pete, because um, we, I don't feel at least I didn't see a, a definitive reason. Actually, I tweeted yeah. when 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 you announced whatever that when you announced the album was coming out. I think I had posted it, uh, reposted it, and I tagged him, and then mm -hmm. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like a day later. I, a day later, I was like, "Oh, I don't see nobody saying the third. I'm like, "Oh shit!" 
do I, how do you untag? You know, you know what I mean? You know, I'm like, I, I, I and I could have text you. I could have text yeah, you. I'm like, no, I'm going to let, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So the theory that I came up with was yes. like, all right. Give Rhapsody, me a conspiracy. Rhapsody's album just came out. Okay. If you look at timeline of how albums are created. Okay. For those who don't know, potentially it could be eight months, six, oh, let's just say six months to a year. Okay. So let's just say, let's back, if you go back into the timeline, I was thinking maybe um, he was busy with his label stuff that he's doing, like okay. his own artists or whatever, and it just didn't, it just didn't line up to what you guys were doing nah. and what ha- whatever have you. I even told Pete that. I was like, yeah. maybe... Conspiracy you theory? Know? Conspiracy theory. All right, well... Conspiracy from, theory from, debunked. And, and, and part of that was also, <laughs> you, you want to think positive shit, too. You know, It would hurt me to know it was more than being busy because I'm such a fan. So I'm like, he was busy doing rap shit. Oh, because you, yeah. you had bad ribs at the house the last time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. So, listen, man. I, so, so this is what it was, man. Just just to clear that up. And and and, and, and to, to, to yeah. further state, there's no issue. And, oh, and then, and, and, and then a few Talk days b- back, he um he shouted y'all out. He, that was bullshit. And, and, and he promoted yeah. the... Uh, yeah, that, was, that was damn, bullshit. That was, that, was, that was the get in front of the story. That was bullshit. Okay. Damn. Actual facts, nigga. This is how it went down. So... Jeez. We started uh, recording. Well, after we did the show, the three of us, we started. Uh, and I'm making this like as, as brief as I can, and you know, just so of it's, course, just so convoluted. Course, sure, sure. So, but bullet point. So, the three of us sat down. What do you want to do? How you feel about it? You want to do a record? Cool. Knife says, "Yo, cool. I'm with it. You know, I want to do. I want to be a part of everything. I want to be a part of it this time. If we're gonna do it." I want to be a part of everything, every show, every everything. I want to be a part of it all. Okay, cool. We're with it. Let's let's do it. <laughs> so we start recording. We start recording, man. And just to make a very long story short, we start recording. We get into it, and the beats he was sending just weren't really speaking to us. And I'm never going to reckon and say the beats were bad. It's art. It's subjective. Something that may not speak to me at the moment. At the moment, right? True. Right. It may speak yeah. to you and you can make the record of your fucking career on that beat, but it just wants to speak to us. So I go to him and I have a conversation and I say, look, man, I want us to bring other producers in on this project. You know what I'm saying? Shit. He's like, nah, I don't want to do that. And I'm just like, okay. You know, cause I mean, if the album is called homecoming, what am I coming home to? And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, well, nigga, you coming home to the home that we maintained while you was AWOL. <laughs> That's what you coming home to. But I just let it sit. And so I call back. You know, we I get on the phone because, again, this time around for me, I made it an effort to listen more than I spoke. I'm like, I really want to just hear. Let me hear you out before I am be slow to judgment or anger or whatever. Let me listen. So I call him back and I say, listen, man, I just wanted to have a conversation about this. I said, you not wanting other producers on this album pisses me off. And let me explain to you why. I said, and the best analogy I can give is like, say your dad leaves the family, right? Your dad leaves the family for whatever reason. He feels he was forced out. He was pushed out, whatever. But your pops leaves the family. So now it's 15 years later and your pops wants to come back to the family. And that's fantastic. The family is great about it. They're like, word up. Welcome back. As long as you understand you're coming back to a different family. The family you left is not mm. the same family you're coming back to. Mama done got remarried and had new kids. So you coming back trying to tell the stepdaddy how many seats he can have at graduation. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. 
You but, coming back and saying, you know, trying to say, like, you can come back and participate and you can come back and we can figure out what this new framework looks like together. But fuck out of here with this. I right, kids be home by midnight shit. So, you know what I mean? The only <laughs> so, thing is that Let me continue. I, oh, my bad, my bad. My well, bad. Let, me, let, me, let me tell you. And I, and Sorry, and I welcome it. Anyway. Yeah, good. Sure. So anyway, bro. So we, you know, that becomes a thing. So we worked through that. You know, he didn't want other producers on the album. Then it became a thing of, well, when we tour, you know, what if I just do the festival dates and Flash do the regular dates? And I was just like, dude, no. Like, if, if, if we're going to do this, either you're all the way in or you're all the way out. And if there's any reason why you can't do that or you want, I mean, let's talk about it. But this is the exact same problem we ran into 10 years ago when we became a duo. And for me, it just became a very simple thing of, look, for something to happen twice the exact same way, one time is a glitch, two times is a feature. Wow. Bars. It ain't nothing else. The, I see you in, I see your authentic self. I see what you're about. I see who you're about. And I can accept that. And in my acceptance of that, I feel comfort in walking away from you completely and leaving that alone because I just don't need just that narcissistic energy in my life. And once we decided to start over, yeah, we told him you can keep, you know, you can take your beats back, whatever. Like we're going to actually start over. Yeah. So we got, we got like three songs in, you know, we did like two, three records with him. And once that happened, once we saw where he was with it, we was just like, nah, we ain't, we're not doing this again. Like just so let's just, you take your beats, you do what you do, but we ain't doing this no more. And, you know, we started the record over again. Like, we was like, fuck it, I will rebuild. I will start from scratch and build something that I got faith in rather than doing this again. Because we, for something to happen the exact same way. And, and I can say this, and, you know, we had this conversation. You know, the key difference here is that with me and Pooh, when we had problems... It was based on misunderstanding and miscommunication. With us and Knife, the decision to just totally part ways from that, it was the exact opposite. It was based on a complete and total clear communication. <laughs> and understanding. I understand exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no... I understand exactly what you're about. So, I can walk away with that and I just want to, you know, stress that. And then the only reason why I'm even discussing this, and there's a few times, you know, that I've even... Like we was on and, and we didn't even have plans to talk about this whole thing, but a couple things happened, man. Like we did, we were at Primo like last night. We was at headquarters and Primo was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, I mean, I, I gotta say, you know, I was disappointed, you know, that he wasn't on the cover. Good print. Good. That's a good impersonation. Thank you. I, like I tried. <laughs> and, and I was like, hold up, hold up. And, and Primo's show is he music. He don't even do a lot of talking, mm-hmm. but I was like, hold up. I said, Prem, I said, listen, brother, for you to be who you are, for you to be a hip hop pioneer and to say you're disappointed, mm. nigga, that fucks with me. And you have every right to be disappointed. But send that letter to the correct mailbox, brother. Mm. We made every effort to do this shit right, to do this, to make this to equitable. Do it together. Together, the three of us, we made every effort to be amenable and, you know, kind and, and open. We made every effort to do it with him. But 
once we saw that it wasn't going to be able to be done in that way, and I stress this 100%, I say this loud and clear, there's no beef. There's just clarity. Mm. Now, the only thing I would add to that is kind of Give it to me, brother. Let's go. If you look at all of the past <laughs> albums, you've had other producers on it as well. It almost like looked like he's the overseer. Right on his executive producer. Who better to have? And but, he's gonna have his but, tracks but on there. That's, and, and you're gonna and have here, and here your lines on there. You're gonna have but, your crisis. You're but, gonna have. But this your, is the thing about that different and, flavors and spices on it. You and know this what I mean? and this is another thing. Like we, Tay and I, as far as Tay and I, like we didn't we we never really talked about a lot about how Little Brother was able to function. Right? You just saw Little Brother, and then you assumed or presumed whatever it is you thought how how it happened, but. The truth of the matter is, like, Little Brother has, for all intents and purposes, been Tay and I since, like, during the mystery show. Not after, wow. during. And the the real producer of Little Brother post the listening has been Tay. Like, he put the mystery show together. Put Get Back together. Like, he put those Chilling records circuit, together. Chilling Circuit, 1.5, separate but equal. Like, he put those records together. And, and it's us. It's been us. As far as Tay and I going through, and we've been A and R on them projects. Like we've been combing. Like get back is when we started having more than one. You know, well, just ninth. Like we went through and got got in touch with them producers. Went to Detroit and sat with Denon. I called Mick Boogie at the time. Mick Boogie. Now he's Mick. He's he's gentrified. Yeah, yeah. Shout, so out to Mick. Shout out to gentrified. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you know, it was me reaching out to him to get Little Wayne number and talking to Wayne. So we A and R those projects, and it's just like you know, people had this idea that that you know he was the you know like you yeah. said the exec producer. That, that was us, bro. Like, yeah. yeah, I never. Yeah, we had. I had us. a thought in in this album. You know what I'm saying? Because and, and and it's one of those things you just realize where it's like you know the key takeaway that I took in all this is just that. If you don't tell your own story, you leave room for other people to tell it for you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's why and, these questions come about. No, yeah, and I welcome them yeah. because, again, these are things that we never want to discuss. It was never, you know, I was the real producer, little brother. Nah, little brother, the group is bigger than any individual. So it wasn't that. But the problem comes in when people start discounting what you did no and people start devaluing. And it's sure. like, hold up, nigga, y'all niggas got me fucked up. Like, for real. And so... My thing was, you know, I, I remember, like, years ago, one of my favorite music autobiographies is Miles Davis's joint. Mm. Mm. And he would always put, you know, he talks about that period in his career where he would always put directions in music by Miles Davis on his album covers. And I thought that was, like, the wildest shit. But, you know, in his book, he talks about, he was like, you know, I wanted my listeners to know that no matter who was producing it, if it was Tio Macero, if it was whoever, no, regardless of who the producer was, this is my shit. You can take any trumpet player you want, put them in the studio with that same producer. You're not walking out with kind of blue. What you walking out with? I'm walking out. Yeah, with. you're not walking out with sketches of Spain because that's my shit. And we actually thought about doing that for a moment. You know what I'm saying? Direct or something like that on the cover. But once we saw the album, I was like, that's just too long. clean. We got to move on. But it was just one of those things. And even when they were talking. You know, when we put it out and, you know, I had people ask me, they was like, yo, so, because, you know, that's the way it is now. Oh, who are your features? Who are your producers? And I told you straight up, I said, listen, we have, we were blessed to work with incredible producers on this album, brothers that I hold near and dear to my heart. But the two most important producers are on the cover. Mm. 
this is our shit. Mm. You can take the same production lineup we had on Made the Lord Watch and take any two niggas in the world you want to. You ain't walking out with Made the Lord Watch. And that's and that's what I, I always tell I you know, I'm sure to tell people that when you you know, people's one of the comments they always have is and it's a good comp you know, compliment when they say, yo, did this sound like a little brother album? I'd be like, Yeah, Cause nigga, because little, brother little brother's on it. On it. <laughs> right. That's- like, you know what I mean? So, and, 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 and I say that, and I, and I gotta, I'm, you know, just gotta make this clear because people, they don't think things through. Yeah. This is not to take away from what we did do together with sure. three of us, yeah. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it wasn't for, you know, his beats, you may have never heard a Puate. Or if it wasn't for Puate, you may have never heard his sure. beats. So, I would never take that away. Like, that, that, that isn't going anywhere. <laughs> like, we're connected for life so, because of that. But when you say this sounds like a little brother album, it's because little brother is on it. I'm gonna take over Premium P show real quick. Let's uh, go. He's on that mailbag. So, so <laughs> yeah, no, I'm enjoying I, I the mailbag. Out the show, but I just want to get this last thing in. Sure, bro. Let's yeah, go. The tweet that went off, went off um, on the on the uh, on the 20th, a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. It said, "Listening to this little brother album and this Fonte nigga sound like Drake." What oh yeah, that was going on? <laughs> all right. So, what? That was a troll. That was a troll. You I later. So? It, no, it was a troll. Okay, it okay. was a troll. But I still just. But you the know, thread responded. is crazy because yeah. It's like you don't even have to respond. You just watch. Yeah, you just see the. Yes. You want to just elaborate on? Yeah, that? I mean, well, yeah, it was. You know, it was one of those things where I mean, listen, man, I'm I'm blessed that in the art that we made, you never know where it's gonna go. Once you release something, it no longer belongs to you. It belongs to the world, and you never know how that influence is gonna show up and who it's gonna hit. So, you know, I'm blessed and thankful that you know artists like Drake and you know Drake. Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? All like Cole, like all these brothers were able to see something in what we did and kind of take it to the next level. You yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, there's the thing again, man, people expect, I think there's always been an expectation for like you to be upset or for me to be, oh man, that nigga took your spot. Nah, dude, listen, what's for me is for me. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, there's this book, you know, I read it. I, I do a lot of reading, <laughs> but uh, there's a book I read like like a year or so ago called The Red Queen, and it's a it's about you know evolutionary biology, and it talks about the guy. He is super super like science science science, like it's fucking brainy as shit, and he uses a lot of words to like make these like you know very simple observations. But one of the things he says is that really spoke to me. Every success contains the seeds of its overthrow. Mm. Every success contains the seeds of its overthrow. So what that means is anytime that you succeed, anytime that you create something great, you're essentially setting the stage for your replacement. Damn. There's something with you doing premium peak. You know what I'm saying? Hey, with, yo. with y'all doing this podcast, there's somebody who's listened to this podcast and is inspired by it. And they're eventually going to take some things from your podcast and mix it with they shit. Like with and child. they're going to create something bigger than your podcast. Trump the did with the combat jacket. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? The podcast. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And listen, and there's nothing There's that's not meant to, to be like nihilistic or just depressing. That's just nature. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. life that's the goes on. That's right. evolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, brother, listen, I mean, how how, how would you think you know, when, when Michael Jackson made it, you think Jackie Wilson was somewhere like, fuck yeah. that nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Could have been. <laughs> right? I mean, maybe he was. Who knows? <laughs> but it's just like, dude, every 
every there's that's evolution in art. That's just evolution in life. So to me, once again, to see the seeds of something go, yeah. you know, the, the something that I did, you know, damn near 20 years ago for it to still ring off and resonate two generations, two, three generations later. Dude, what more can you ask for as an artist? Yeah. For, for your stuff to live on in that way, for for you to, you know, you know, for you to be. I, I had a moment not too long ago where I was at, I was doing this event. It was in Chicago. And it was this girl, she she came up to me and she was like, yo, my mother loves the foreign exchange. I love little brother. And my daughter loves your video on Sesame Street. Mm. Mm. Dude, to be able to have, to ring off, like, nigga, that's some Ron Isley shit. That's special. Nigga, I got a hit in every decade, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, that's some Fat Joe shit. That's Fat Joe, right. That's Fat Joe. Like, I got That is longevity, man. That's longevity. And so you can't, like, bro, how can, when you've done something like that, for that to resonate, how can you be mad? Like, how can you... Be mad. These rhymes I wrote in my fucking car. Me and Pooh used to go to the car and write together. Them rhymes I put together in my fucking Nissan in college, you know what I mean, are still resonating with people today. Come on, man. Like, what is it to be mad about? My last question for Pooh. I know we're about to wrap up. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I I feel like quietly they've just been, all the artists have been planting their flag in hip-hop without too much uh, rah-rah, but they definitely making... Mm-hmm. Noise you got from back in the day, obviously Petey Pablo, you guys, you know Cole. Shout out my nigga the baby, that's my man, and the baby and my Rhapsody nigga. and so on and so forth. You jumped into the managing the management aspect right of this shit, and you got an artist named Luke that right. signed to Dreamville. Hey, How did that come about? Listen before before he answers that, I have to interject. Yeah. Let me just say this: What's up? Pooh is one of the greatest R and A and R men I've ever known. Mm. Pooh is quietly. He was responsible for, you know, for uh, Darian Brockington, who sings on our album. Yep. He, you know, we all went to school together, but Pooh was the first one to take him in the studio and work with him. And I heard him and I was like, shit, he's dope. And we started working. Pooh was responsible for introducing me to K-Dot. He was responsible, you know, on his uh, Delightful Bars album. He had like verses from from K-Dot, you know, back when he was K-Dot before he was Kendrick. Yeah. Who's responsible for, you know, King Mez, uh, mm. the role he played on uh, Dre's Compton album. You know, who was yep. the connector that made that happen? Like he is, you know, so when he started doing his thing, I was just like, dude, that is perfect for you. Like that is, that's a perfect line. For you. Yeah. you know what I mean? And so I just want that to be known. <laughs> like his brother. So I'm going to back out. When I first saw, heard, heard Luke, uh, it was uh-huh. a... Uh, I forget what the name of the record is. He was like in the street. Oh, that's uh, like, still slumming. Who the fuck is this? And then I did my backstory. I'm like, who manages who? I'm like, oh shit. And then, Poo, you know, who manages a bunch. Well, that's one okay. thing I think people, you know, have uh, lost their mind and forgetting that, okay, little brother didn't come back. But that doesn't mean Fonte wasn't doing things. Yeah, exactly. Fonte wasn't in Hollywood. Yeah, man. Yeah. Or Pooh wasn't managing or, song, or writing songs or doing things. Or basically, you know, uh, uh, you know, making some bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, that's the thing. I think you, people you forget. you start off managing, you ain't making no bread. But uh, <laughs> oh, you make uh, managing Bruno. You, you, you lending, man. You lending bread. Um, <laughs> Straight you up. know, the crazy thing, like I got into management, man. Like, um, now my business partner, but former manager, though, he he told me big before, dope. big big dog, big chill, yeah. dog. He told me before he was like, dog, 
if you ever took it seriously, I think you would be a dope manager. At the time, I was like, nigga, I don't want to hear that shit. I'm still trying to show niggas I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, it so he he told he he instilled that in me earlier, and and I noticed a lot of younger guys like they would because I had no problem rocking with the younger guys. Like I was cool. And I noticed they started coming to me for advice and mentorship. Mm. And then um, my, my my man, Rich Bartell, he told me, he's like, yo, man, you got to reinvent yourself. He said, I ain't talking about changing name, become another rapper. Like, no, 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 no. Don't You ain't got to do the titty boy to two change. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, uh, transformation. Nah. He was like, you, you reinvent yourself through younger people. And so he, he, he started, you know, putting that in my mind and um in 2012 my guy uh dj the mighty dj dr he actually introduced me to loot's music he's like yo this kid from north carolina he from charlotte he crazy his name loot so he let me hear his project and it was just something about him that i heard that i was like yo this kid is i think with the right tools that nigga could be a, an amazing mechanic <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> so like we ended up meeting and and you know, we we started, we did some records together, and I wanted to help him out, but he had management at the time, and I didn't want to overstep my bounds. You sure, know what I'm sure. saying? So he he came and told me one day, he was like, yo, man, I think I, my situation with her done ran this course. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a change. He was keeping his eyes on you, and you was watching him too. Like. Of course. I mean, of course, but once again, I stepped back because I'm not overstepping bounds. Sure. Like, So he was. I said, look, man, I we can do this, but you have to be a man. And go talk to her face to face and let her know what you're doing. Like, I'm not going to do that for job. you. Yeah. And I'm not going to do nothing with you until I know you've done that. You know what I'm saying? And so he finally, after a few months, he finally went and had the conversation with her. And um, when we ended up rocking, and it was crazy because Cole had his eye on him the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs> he had his eye on him for, like, at least two years. But he didn't, from my understanding, he didn't want to mess with his old management mm. so soon as he told cole and i mean soon like a week after he told cole yo because cole had held up his um that west that charlotte west 1996 uh, west 1996 part two he was about to put it out and cole told him to hold it like yo let me help you with that hold on so a week after cole told him like yo i switched management i got big poo as my manager now cole was like yo get you a lawyer I want to send you some paperwork. And that began the Dreamville journey. Uh-huh. And it was just like, we was, I was like, oh shit, we in the mix now. Like, <laughs> like we all went we in the mix. Thing. And That's so, dope that Cole felt com- like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's some more comfortable yeah. conversation. And yeah. that means something. Yeah. That means yeah. something. And so from there, I ended up after that, uh, my guy Black Soul, me and Black Soul have been working together since 2011. Mm. And, you know, we were just talking one day and he was like, yo, man, like he had me. I made a call for him, like about something. And then uh, I ended up getting him over there with Dre. Like he got a master class in engineering, a master class in song, putting together songs, all that. Like he was over there with Dre for like a year and a half. And he was like, yo, man, um, yo, what you think about rocking with me? Like and I was like, nigga, we already rock together. He was like, nah, in official capacity. So I ended up getting him. And then. The crazy thing, the the uh, the youngest artist I got, T. Smith. He's from Selma, Alabama, mm. and he and he hit Loot up for a feature one day, and I just had this feeling about people like I never respond to shit I don't want to respond to. I'm not clicking on your link, so whoever listens to this, you can send me all the links you want. I will not click on that shit. 
But it was something about him, and I never clicked on his link. He sent the email to the to the uh, company account we have, and he sent it, and he was like, "Yo, I want to do a feature, or whatever, and whatever." I was like, "Listen, bro," I basically emailed was like, "This is not how you present yourself." Like, I understand your eagerness. I see what you're trying to do. I see what you're about, but this is not how you're you not do. telling me how you're adding value. Yeah, and sure. I was like, I, so I gave him a step. I said, "This is how you send out an email." And he hit me back and was like, yo, bro, I appreciate that shit. Like, I didn't even, I don't think anybody would have responded to me that way. Now, mind you, I never heard his music. I didn't even care. Big Doe ended up hitting me because he went through the email. You know, we business partners. We managed Luke together. He went through the email. He was like, yo, you might want to go listen to this kid. <laughs> so I went and listened to him. I was like, oh, shit, he dope. So I started talking to him. But then... I just was like, at the time, I was like, man, he just got too much going on. like, And so I kind of backed off of him, and he wouldn't allow me to back off. <laughs> that nigga hit me probably two times a week, every week for about a year. That's how, that's how long, for a year, he wouldn't let me forget who he was. And finally, I was like, man, listen. I, I thought he was dope already, but I was like, yo, his persistence. I can't, I can't deny that. You can't that. coach tenacity like You that. cannot you, you got it coach you it. And he, 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 I'm talking about he stayed on my ass, pause, about, <laughs> about working with him. And finally, I just was like, man, you know what, bro? I like your spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, that nigga, he, he told me, he said, nigga, I'm going to be somebody, and you're going to be right here with me. He told me that. Wow. And I was like, dog, I love your spirit, man. I love your energy. Fuck it, let's do it. And and we've been rocking for like probably the past like year. You know what I'm saying? Just just getting him ready. So um, you know, I wanted to make sure I got all my artists in there. So of course. Look out for T Smith. Come on. Black Soul. Come on. Luke. And of course my guy Praise. You know what I'm saying? Producer Praise. praise so You yeah, know, man. Listen, little brother made the world watch. Uh it's been received real well. Uh watching some of hip hop's heavyweights show love and be thankful. Um be happy. And be proud yeah, that, that that the joint came back out. Uh, here's the bigger question: Sure, what's next, man? Next, uh, definitely we got tour. Tour's coming up. Tour's we gonna coming. hit, we gonna hit this sitting there. You hit buy tickets. Road. Show the fuck up. Yeah, buy go, a glass go of buy them tickets, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't. Yeah, give them tickets. I know. We, like we got it. Like it's in stages. Like you have to show because again, like we haven't been. It's been like you know almost ten years yeah. since we've been at it. So you have to reprove yourself. So. We did the first part by the record of showing people like, okay, these niggas still got it. But then we have to show them on the road. It's like, nah, it's not just the record. We will still sit your favorite artist the fuck down <laughs> all the stages. You know what I mean? So now yeah. that's the next part of it. It's like, nah, we can have still have the bring fire marshal in the building. <laughs> we can still bring it. So, so that's what's next, man. We got shows, uh, coming. Uh, check us out on, uh, just all our socials, little brother NC, um, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Fontigolo. On Twitter and Instagram. Rapper Big Pool, Twitter, Instagram, um, and Facebook. Yeah, we got that coming. Um, yeah, I, what's next, man, is just, you know, we've just reactivated the brand. So now the most exciting part to me is that we can take this in whatever direction we want in our own time and in our own space. Um, it was really hard when we first started talking and we first got cool again. There was like a cloud that hung over everything. So if I was working on a solo record, if I just wanted to get poo on the record, like, yo, my nigga, yo, you just jump on this. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if he does that now, it becomes, yep. oh, shit, is little brother coming back? Is it? So now we're in a space where because we've reintroduced ourselves in the way we want to, we can take it in any direction we want. And that shit is so freeing. 
if we just want to just let a single go, just throw something out. If we want to just do a record, you know, with Griselda or some shit, whatever, mm. like we can do that. And there's not this big expectation or of what's next. So we can just exist. The fact that you singled them out. Man, I does love that them mean, niggas. But does that mean? Shout out to Benny. We don't, we don't got West Side, Conway. Not, nothing happened. If it happened, Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, man. Buffalo. East Side of Buffalo. Man, yo, shout out they to the boys, They don't want Fonte and Big Food talking greasy, man. Well, no. I mean, it, listen. <laughs> nah, we going to do, do what we going to do. We going to be what they do. But I don't mean that. I'm just saying just greasy. Like, Nigga, listen, man. That hip-hop is talking greasy. You got to be able to rap. Like, that's the basis. So now, man, listen, I love them dudes, man. Love what the fuck they doing. Just everything from, like, Brandon and just the music, yeah. the bars. Like, man, Benny is a fucking poet. Yeah, he's man. a problem. I love yeah. that dude. Yeah. Benny Conway, that's my nigga. West Side like, Gun. I, it was, yo, we was actually, it was one one. We, I think we was going to try to get, I was going to try to get some West Side ad-libs. Yeah. On, like, one hey, one yo. Time. Hey, yo. Yeah, like, boom, I was yeah. going to hit West some Adams. Like, you know what? Let's just wait and let's do a real I'm thing. nicer than these niggas, man. <laughs> right. Yo, he's nasty. Love I love brothers, him, man. man. Oh, yeah. Love you know what? Brothers. You know what? I said something before. I said uh, little brother became big brother. And, and I mean that. Like, you know, just like, to be honest with you, it's like just from following both of y'all past, just little brother in general. Like, the way, even just now, just hearing, there's so much, there's so much lessons you know what I mean? There's so much knowledge. Thank you, man. Like, even like, and, and just to be a better person, just to be a better brother, just to be a better friend, a better person. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I mean, I'm, I'm dead serious. Nah, like, man, appreciate it. I, I just, I just, one thing I hope, man, I said it earlier, man, we didn't have mentors when we, when we started in this, man. And I mean, we got them now, but we didn't when we first started. And, you know, even if for that, for that kid out there or them kids out there that may not have, you know, mentors that they can call or whatever. No, I'm not about to give up my phone number so you can call me. But the, I, I hope that they can hear things in our music that can hopefully help them sure. until they can get that mentor that they need to help them along, man. Because I just I believe mentorship is so important because we don't get them life lessons in school. There's nobody to tell them, hey, bro, you might want to get your business when you get started. You know what I'm saying? Run shit through your business or, you know, tax man going to come. Sure, sure. And you're going to owe him and he going to want his bread, not now, but right yeah, now. Ain't, the IRS don't believe in net 30, nigga. Nah. Nigga. <laughs> they <laughs> want their money immediately. They be Fuck leaving net now, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just 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 different things, man. And 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 I hope that when, when people hear, you know, just what we're talking about here, the interviews, the songs, whatever, that they can they can pick up something. And Tate, he talked about this before. Like, this is this is hopefully giving artists like a YBN Corday and, sure. and, and, you know, a loot and so forth and so on, a peek around the corner. So it's like, yo, when I get to that point in my career or that age, I can still be dope. I can still show niggas I got these bars. And I can still be successful. Sure. I don't have to chase a trend or still try to appeal to kids or, or whatever it's like when i get to that point in my in my career that that's something i can look i can look at and say yo they're showing me there's a model for that there, sure, sure. It, there's a model for that so you know hey if still little brother but that the nigga called us big brother uh yesterday that's all <laughs> right oh, oh. he was coming out the train some, dude, some dude we was oh, coming off the train like, yeah he said that probably shit by accident <laughs> right said it by oh, accident shit. but that for 40 and slip man he's like oh shit it's big brother hey, yeah. listen it man is. listen man uh internets okay i know combat watching down on us 
on this one is something special. Little brother uh, coming back. Not only that, just in general, just uh, man, man, it's just special to see, man. Your contributions, honestly, to this game. I always call hip hop a puzzle, mm. and and y'all y'all a piece of the puzzle. Thank man, you. So that's, much. that's how thank I look at it, man. And, 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 thank you. Yeah, most definitely. Listen, internet. Uh, may the Lord watch over U and D between U and D while we're at little brother another. Available on all platforms. Uh, vinyl coming soon. Vinyl is coming. Vinyl soon. Vinyl soon. Tour, tour is out there. Check them. See where they're at. Pull yeah. up on them. Grab a glass of mail back and pull up on yes. them. Yes. Um, grab me a glass while you at it. And you know, at the same time, you never know what the fuck is going to happen with Little Brother. Yeah, man. Don't we man. still, look, man, listen, we still, we just happy to be in this space we're able to create on our own terms. And, uh, you know, I, I just thank God for just giving us a chance to get it right mm. and do it the right way. Mm. So... Little brother forever. Peace. Forever. Cheer. Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, then hit me up. That's right. Email me at thepremiumpeaceshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpeaceshow at gmail.com. If you're an advertiser, any big company, small company, startup, whatever it is, you want to advertise on the Premium Peep Show, hit me up. Email thepremiumpeaceshow at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll get to working. Okay, And if you have a suggestion or you want to hear a certain guest on the show, whatever it is, okay, you know, you could at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show on Twitter or Instagram. Or for the last time, I'll tell you, well, I'm not going to, it's not the last time. Email me, the Premium Pete Show at gmail.com. And let's get to working. Cheers.